Two guys walk into a bar. Two guys walk into a bar. Two guys walk into a bar. The first boy says, he goes, well, first he goes up to the bartender, of course. And the third one, Jeff. This isn't a joke or anything, it's just another example of what can happen. The second guy says, well, the bartender, okay. Well, the second guy says, he comes up and he's like, cut to, <laughs> uh, like 20 years later. Joan Rivers is the bartender. Then you're gonna buy me drinks all night to the point where I get so drunk that I end up having sex with you later. That's right, my Uncle Joe the drunk. At one time he's in a bar, he's making a lot of noise, and this woman comes over. And the third one, Jeff. The bartender looks up and says, get the fuck out of here. Six bouncers hurled me out of a nightclub like I was a Frisbee. And the bartender's all like, he comes up, you know. Look at that guy. He's wasted in a bar. I came here to read a novel. So these two guys walk into a bar, right? And the third one, Jeff. everyone welcome to third one ducks the comedy album podcast that is frankly not very good but you're here <laughs> <laughs> you're here i'm here patrick is here so we're gonna do it um yeah let's let's go today we're talking about uh no respect by roddy dangerfield um and we'll get into that in a bit but first, mm-hmm. my my cat seems to want to get on the uh, action here, so that's, uh, that's oh good. Well, I mean, you know, we we do need a guest. We need, we need to start having guests on our show. That was the original concept. So I mean, your cat works. Yeah, I mean, I don't know what he has to say about you know um, the state of comedy uh, these days or in the past, but um, you know, I guess we can give it a shot. Hmm. I mean, his name's uh, his name's Bubba. Um, All right, good name, yeah. strong name. Yeah, it's a, it was kind of like more of like a Bubby or a, you know Bubula or you know kind of thing going on. But, oh yeah, you know, Bubba's easier to yell when he's being naughty. Mm-hmm. Um, it's a very yellable name. Yeah, his government name is Charlie. Oh wow. And, uh, Those are very different names. Very different names. I, I didn't know what to name him for a while. And, um, yeah, I uh, was dating this girl at the time, and apparently she had a dog that she had loved dearly. And its name was Charlie, and I I don't, I didn't know where the name Charlie came from, but it came to me. I was like, oh, mm. that sounds like a great name, you know? So I went with Strong that. Strong name, good name. And... You know, you know. Immediately, I didn't have a girlfriend anymore, but I had a cat. Yeah. Um, all right, all right. And he's he's stuck with me longer than most girlfriends. So, so that's good. He hasn't left me yet. I can't believe we're spending all this time talking about my cat. I mean, I I can't believe that we haven't yet. <laughs> Solid material, the, the best. Yeah, I should just do like 15 minutes of uh, stand-up on my cat. Yeah. I'm sure that'll be riveting. Um, yeah. Right, buddy? Yeah, I call him buddy a lot, too. Mm-hmm. And he's about to fall and 
he's but he's gonna dig his claws into me and then pretend like it's my fault and like wonder why I'm mad. Ugh, cats. Yeah, cats. So, um, well, yeah, um, we haven't introduced ourselves at all. Um, how rude. Um, wow. my, my name is Brady Cox, and with me is this some guy, I forget his name. Um, Hi, my name is Patrick Kilcoin. There we go. See, see, it's great because, like, I did that for, because it's funny, um, but I do that often all the time where I just forget people's names. Just blank mm-hmm. completely. Do you do that? No. But I will forget to do, like, the, uh, oh, I should introduce these people to each other. Yes. And then somebody else will jump in because they see that I'm not doing it properly. Right. So that I'll do. Often. Not because I don't know names, but just because I don't know standard uh, social conventions. Right. See, my, my thing with the names is more of, like, an ADHD thing, uh, which is very common. Um, sure, sure. Um, if you have ADHD, you just blank on things like words that you use all the time or names. Mm. It's, it's very hard to have a large vocabulary and have ADHD. That makes sense. Especially if you have a thing about being precise and um, you know the word exists that, like, says exactly what you want to say but you can't light that candle in your mind yeah. totally totally oh, oh it's good times it's it's great for uh live performances as well yeah good for improv good for um stand up yeah i mean i it, it feels like just a gold mine for improv and stand up well um it, you know you have to learn how to mine it right you know you have to learn how to uh, deal with it and make it a funny. Um, uh, you can, it's much harder in improv because you have to stay in character and all that. Mm-hmm. And like it's kind of lame if all your characters have ADHD. Um, and then you announce it, and it becomes like this weird long PSA. Yeah, yeah. Although, wouldn't it be funny if there was like a thirty-minute like you know sitcom and. It was just like super heavy on the PSAs. If it was done well, that could be really funny. Yeah. I, I mean, when you say sitcom, I don't know if you could do it every week, but. Right, like, because I'm thinking about very special episodes. Of, very special you know, episode, yeah. Uh, different strokes, I think, did one early on about like child molestation. Um, yeah, I'm pretty sure they did. Yeah, I remember um, the the uh, uh, it was the guy the from bike. WKRP in Cincinnati, um, you know, wanted to um, basically he ended up molesting Dudley, I believe, uh, off camera, of course, um, because Arnold was too smart. You know, he's like something's something's creepy here, you know. Um, yeah, good times. Dudley yeah, got definitely. molested. I haven't actually seen that one. You know what? I am aware of it. That's a good that there was some name. like. I, I, you can use that one. I I, I think I'll pass. But <laughs> yeah, the word it would be memorable. Molested is probably not a good improv. Well, I mean, it's Dudley got yeah. molested. Um, yeah, I don't know. I, I like that one. I do like that one. 
We could we could do a whole topic on improv team names. I mean, we could. I mean, improv team names like it's it's right up there with. Whenever you hear something, you're like, oh, that could be a good band name. But the threshold is so much lower for an improv team name because I mean, like, an improv team. There's a very non-zero chance that it will exist for about a 20-minute period, and then you'll never hear of that team again. Exactly. It's it's very much a a disposable um, disposable unit, which is actually a pretty good improv name as well. Disposable um, unit is a good that 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 works for anything. That could be a band. That could be that could be a rap group. It sounds like G Unit, but it's different. Yeah. Yeah, um, I just, the fact that improv team names are so throwaway is why um, there's so many improv teams with, like, just stupid names. Um, oh, yeah, because you never know which team is going to be like, yeah, this one's going to actually, like, go on for years and years, or this one will fizzle out after 20 minutes. Yeah. And then you're stuck with, I don't know. Which reminds I'm me re- of, like, band interviews, right? Yeah. Where they're just like, yeah, we, you know, if we had known that this is going to be a 20-year thing, we probably would have done better than, you know. I, I, I was going to pick a random band name there, you know. Let's go with Chumbawamba. If we had known sure. this was going to be a 20-year thing, we would not have picked Chumbawamba. Um. Yeah, but um, yeah. I always love how like I'm always writing down improv team names, always, constantly. And then when it comes time, and it's like, okay, we got five minutes to come up with a name. Blank. I got nothing. I got zero. I got to look it up on the internet every time. It, is it because you're drawing a blank, or is it because you're like saving your good ones for when you think you have a good team? Uh, probably a little of both. Which, it's like stickers, like, you never use the good ones, because, like, you know what I mean? Yeah, absolutely. Some sort of just, like, improv jam, improv mashup, where they're like, what's your name? And you're like, I've got the greatest name ever, but not for tonight. Right. We're not going to live up to the name tonight, yeah, I'm so I can't it. use that name. And and because of that, you'll never use that name. Mm-hmm. Yeah, which is a shame. Like, um... I don't know the the one that I seem to be in the most that like keeps coming back is, um, and I I don't think you're in this one, but it's damn it, Randy. And I have no for the life of me I can't remember where the name came from, and nobody does, nobody remembers. Like it, I remember the, the the concept being like that's who we were gonna blame for everything. Like oh sure, damn it, Randy, you know, but. Um, and I think our first show was a a, a eulogy, right? And hmm. um, for those at home, how'd, and, how'd that go? And for you, um, basically, that's set up to where, like, um, you know, you get your suggestion from the audience or whatever, and then uh, somebody steps up and then they do a eulogy. And uh, the, like the concept of ours was like we each eulogy was going to be for Randy, right? You know, damn it, Randy, um, and damn it. And so, ah. like, um, so we did it. And um, first off, the format's very fun. Uh, somebody does a eulogy, and then you act 
out, you know, the aspects of that eulogy, right? You know, let's say Bob liked to bowl, you know, so they set the bowling alley, blah, blah, blah. Um, we killed it. Like, we just, it was a great show. Um, I believe this was an arena show uh, for, you know, again, for those of you at home, arena is, you know, two teams enter, one team leaves, right? Um, yeah. But it's mostly a popularity contest. So if you're just five random people or like you're going up like on a fluke because you got nothing better to do on a Friday night, um, you're not going to pack the audience, you know, with, uh, you know, friends and loved ones and um mm. and all the people that would vote for you normally are probably there to pack the house for the other team yeah that's possible so um you know i you know never won arena uh for that fact um but uh we we definitely had a better show than the other team and and, and even they said so um uh, even the people on the team that normally wouldn't say that, you know what I'm talking about. Sure, sure. Um, I'm sure you've had a show like that before, show one or two. Yeah, I've definitely won uh, arena in times yeah. when I should not have. Right, right. To the point where there was one where, like, I felt compelled to go and apologize to the other group because they had a brilliant 20 minute set. And we had some fine, cheap jokes, and somehow we won. Um, maybe it was popularity contest. Maybe it was an audience that just didn't have good taste. But uh, yeah, no, I, I get that's. Yeah, you know, the, the, there there are flaws with democracy. Right. It's uh, it's really upsetting when somebody who has a brilliant, brilliant twenty minutes gets beat out by somebody who's like all dick and fart jokes yeah yeah it's, it somehow doesn't seem fair but you know not not to say that there isn't a time and place for dick and fart jokes and you can have brilliant dick and fart jokes right but uh, usually in improv they're not very good yeah yeah that's true Although, so I would be remiss if I did not acknowledge that yesterday was the seven-year anniversary of something very, very important to all of us, uh, you and myself and everyone listening out there. Uh, seven years ago, we started to ask, is that dress white and gold or blue and black? <laughs> Yeah, um, I remember this, um, and I saw that you, you posted about it earlier, in fact. Um, yeah, it's not particularly interesting, but it is true that I just seven years ago that, that went very, very viral. I just remember looking at it and going, like, what, why, why are we asking this question? Um, obviously, it's white and gold, right? And then, I thought it was white and gold. And then people would like just argue and like, and I was just like, okay, what's what's the gag here? What, what's the where's the funny? I'm trying to figure out what the joke is, right? Yeah, I guess it's just an optical illusion where, like, based on your like rods and cones or whatever, you might see it one of two ways. But I don't really know. 
That's another good improv team name, Rods and Cones. Rods and Cones. That is a good name. Um, and if you're listening, um, don't feel weird about stealing these. Just, just take them again. You're going to use them for 20 minutes and then you'll never hear from them ever again. And that's fine. Mm -hmm. But you know, three years from now, I'll be seeing a Netflix special by rods and cones and go, damn it. I wish I had like a dollar. Should have trademarked it. (laughs) Should I got a dollar for that or something? Ah, but, you know, if in three, five years, Rods and Cones blows up and they send me a frame dollar, I'd be stoked. I'd be very stoked about that. Super stoked. Um, and that, that would be worth more than any money I could make off of that. Because, I mean, it's just a name, right? Yep. So Rodney Dangerfield. Yeah, let's get into that. Like, because I was like thinking, this is the dead air portion of our show. Um, oh yeah, <laughs> which has been uh, miraculously edited out by some genius. <clears throat> uh, some geniuses. Well, what a there. genius yeah. who cut all the stuff that did not need to be there. Right. Um. Yeah, Rodney Dangerfield. Um, so. Do you remember, this is probably like 2012, 2013-ish, Jon Stewart was directing the movie Rosewater, so he left The Daily Show, and his uh, replacement host for a little while was John Oliver, before Oliver went on to his show on HBO. And um, they were tracking... uh, This reference doesn't work if I don't remember the dude's name. Uh, Anthony Weiner. Oh, yeah, right. Um, Anthony Weiner. Danger who, Sanchez uh, or whatever his name was. Yeah, Carlos Danger. Carlos Danger, there you go. And I just remember every time they'd bring up Carlos Danger, they'd play Mystical's uh, a little Danger! <laughs> danger! Um. And that's not funny or interesting, but as we approach Rodney Dangerfield, I had to think about Carlos Danger and John Oliver and Mystical. <laughs> I, you know, missed that portion of, you know, The Daily Show. But Fair enough. I do appreciate the comedy in that. That's, uh, uh, you know, obviously it tickled me. Your just description yeah. of it. Um, yeah. Yeah, it was one of those things where, like, John Stewart had left the show for a while. John Oliver was the replacement host. He needed something to like, and then like the 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 powers that be just gifted him the Anthony Weiner story. And he was like, "All right, cool. I can just latch onto this for a few months." You know, the whole Anthony Weiner story sounds like some comedy writer just got lazy. You know? Yeah. Okay, we got this guy. Absolutely. His name is Anthony Weiner. Really? Really? His name is Anthony Weiner. Really? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And so he's going to um, go on the internet, and his uh, pseudonym on the internet is going to be Carlos Danger. Like, Danger! Really, dude? Really? Dude, you're a hack. Get out of here. You're fired. Um, yeah, you can't write that. Yeah. It sounds so fake. 
and lazy. God, it's, it's just it's those dick and fart jokes that win arena. Yeah, he was uh, one of the Congress people who represented Brooklyn, uh, and then he decided to run for mayor. He did not win. Uh... No, he did not. Um, and you know what? Here, here's the thing. Like, I'm kind of a fan of the guy because, like, politically, um, you ever seen him on like one of those political talk shows? Oh yeah, I have. Oh, he's great. He's smart. He knows what he's talking about. Um. Yeah, I just, it's just a shame that you know he's you know he's a degenerate. You know. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. But aren't we all? Aren't we all? I think he's still married to uh, Huma Abedin. That's not... We're, we're going in a very different direction than we normally would be. A person I just knew existed? I, I don't know who that is. Like, hey, She was... Have, heavily involved with uh, Hillary Clinton. It, it doesn't matter. Fair enough. Fair enough. Fair enough. Um... But yeah, let's uh, let's talk about Rodney Dangerfield. Yeah, Rodney Dangerfield. That's who we we're actually trying to talk about. Um, I feel like I need to start this off by saying I don't know what to talk about here. Uh, I listened to the album. I listened to it three times basically because I I had this feeling of like how to talk about this without saying, well, this is a Rodney Dangerfield album. Yeah, definitely. Um, and, and I don't know what else to say about it because you listen to it and it's like, okay, everything's here. This is just, you know, as close to a stereotype as possible to what a Rodney Dangerfield set, I guess, uh, would be. Um, yeah, it is what it is. Um that's not necessarily a good thing. It's not necessarily a bad thing. Well, uh, well, let's let's talk about vitals at least, right? I mean, so this, this oh came, yeah, this is released in 1980. Um, in 1981, it won the comedy album Grammy. Uh, that year, I I didn't see who it was running against. Let me look that up real quick. I should have that down, but luckily I just have it up because that's how I do. Um, oh, definitely. So it went up against uh, Father Guido Sarducci. Remember Father Guido Sarducci? We all remember Father Guido Sarducci. Um, like, for real, do you remember that? Um, SNL? No. Uh, it was a character in SNL. Um, well, I mean, he had his own thing, right? But he was invited to SNL a lot. Um, oh, wow. He was like, uh, it's actually pretty entertaining. Uh, I... Wait, is this legitimately like a priest? No. No, no, no this is oh. a co- comedian. Um, could have been funny if he was a comedian priest. This is one of those comedians, comedians, you know what I'm saying? Where it's like very popular with all the comedians, but not so much with the general public. You know what I'm saying? Ah, okay. Sure. Sure. Um, so anyway, he did a live album at St. Douglas convent. That was his album title. Uh, is that a convent? Yes. He said live at St. Douglas convent. And I bet he did it at a convent. Damn, we're doing a show on Rodney Dangerfield and not on the show at a con. Whatever. Keep going. All right. Moving on. Uh, Monty Python put it all in the album. Uh, Monty Python's contractually obligated album. Um, it says that's clever. Contractual obligation album. 
That's not how I would roll. And it doesn't roll off the tongue as well. Um, uh. There's a Richard Pryor album here called Holy Smoke, which I'm hoping that's after his hair caught on fire. Um, because that's a funny t- album title at that point. Um, yeah. You know, self-deprecation and all that. And then a Gilda Radner Live from New York album, um, which is... Uh, I had n- I've never heard her do stand-up. Not at once. I haven't heard Gilda uh, doing stand-up, but she's very funny. I think we can all agree that probably Pryor or Radner should have won. But I haven't listened to this album, so who knows? Right. I mean, who knows if those are any good. Um, you know, Monty Python, um, you know, I love them, but they are known to phone it in from time to time. Oh, yeah. Um, especially since it's called Contractual Obligation Album. Um, yeah, I can I can just hear John Cleese and Eric Idle right now just not trying. Right. It's not like, you know, Weird Al, where it's like, it says a contractual obligation and it's probably ends up being his best album ever, you know? Um, yeah, it's not like that. But, um, uh-huh. uh, but yeah, there's, there's a couple in there that I actually really want to listen to because uh, I, you know, again, never heard Gilda. And uh, I remember I, I really enjoyed uh, Father Guido Sarducci. This is really, okay. f- very funny. Um, yeah, um, definitely some real masters in there. If it, if it's oh, Dangerfield, yeah. Pryor, Radner, Honey Python, and then the the priest or whatever, um, <laughs> yeah, that, that's a hell of a lineup. Yeah, exactly. Um, and you'll feel better because Richard Pryor wins the next two years. Of, oh, good. Uh, uh, you know, and then we're looking at uh, Eddie Murphy, Weird Al. Whoopi Goldberg, apparently, in 86. Who knew? I, huh. I didn't know. And I, I could keep going, but I'm not gonna. Um, yeah, although you get... I'm gonna take a bold stance, a bold stance that a lot of comedy connoisseurs might not be ready for. They might not be ready for it. I'm gonna take it. I'm gonna say Richard Pryor was very good. Yeah, that, that, great. that is a hot take. I don't, I don't think anybody's wow. ever... Um, all right, I'm just scrolling through here. Um, I get to years 90 through 93. And um, comedy album Not of the Masters. year, right? Comedy album of the year, 90, 90 through 93. I feel like I'm about to be disappointed, but all right, all right, all right. I'm 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 trying not to murder this name. I've never heard it before in my life. Uh, Peter Schickele? Schickel? You've never heard... Of Peter Schickele or Schickel? I have no idea who that is. Uh, but he won it four, what, one, two, three, four, four years in a row. What? Um, and the Grammys, the Grammys, the Grammys. I need to listen to these because they we have to be great. Not. Because um, they don't have to be great. Well, I'm looking at Grammys. All, all these other um, people. The Grammys like exclusively gave rap single of the year to like. Will Smith, Eminem, and Kanye for like a 20-year period. Right. Don't get me wrong. I like those three people, but like the Grammys just don't necessarily know what's going on. True. That's not to say that Will Smith, Kanye, and Eminem are not great rappers. They are, but I just I feel like sometimes the Grammys just go with whomever they've heard of. Right. 
Right, right, right. Well, I mean, I feel the Grammys are just like, you know, especially when it comes to like hip hop, they're just like, uh, we're just going to give an award out to whatever the kids are talking about. Um, which is a shame because like, they're supposed to be like this, you know, recording artist, like, uh, music, like, like the in crowd, right? Like they're supposed to know their shit, Uh, but apparently they like, they're ignoring like a huge portion of the, the population. It's just crazy. Um, well, anyway, we can we can talk about that. In fact, we should probably do one of these albums at some point. Um, maybe when we get up into the thirties or forties or something. Um, sure. Uh, because I don't really want to. Um, my guess is we're just gonna like dunk on dunk on them pretty hard about being like bad, or we're gonna discover something like wonderful that like we're gonna like start. Telling it change our lives. Yeah, like, have you heard this guy? Like, yo, have you heard of Peter Shakelli or Schister or Kylo? I don't really know how to pronounce his name, but he's the greatest. Changed my life. Changed my life. Changed my life. Yeah, yeah, he he might be great. Um, I I do. Yeah, see I don't know if I have that much optimism, but two albums by Irma Bombeck in here. Ooh, that's a fun name. Um, do, do you know who that is? No, she, I do on some level, but I'm I mean, blanking on who. I know I've heard the name. She's like, um, how, how do I put this? Like the live love. Um, what's, what's the third part? And that basic laugh. live, love, laugh of like comedians. If that makes mm. sense. Very, very much a, a Martha Stewart type of your 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 grandma thought she was great Um, martha stewart did hard time in jail she did she did yeah and we could talk about that uh she she got thrown in prison for lying not for not because she did anything illegal um which is a shame perjury is illegal but yes well they asked her did you do this and she should have said yes i did instead she thought she might be in trouble so she lied about it um yeah that's how they got bill clinton well they didn't really get bill clinton nothing happened to him but that's why they impeached him was for lying under oath that's true that's true but but the thing is it's like um like technically what she did was wrong but like Mm -hmm. if your stockbroker tells you to like trade stocks that's what you pay them for you see what I'm saying? Yeah. No, like, that's legit. Like, how would she know that, like, he was using insider information, right? Yeah. Um, she should have. Uh, you're like, right. You know, you're right. Um, of course I made that stock trade. That's why I have a, you know, this, you know, this guy to give me advice, you know, this is his job. Um, Throw your broker under the bus. If anybody's listening, that is my advice right now. Oh yeah, every time. Throw your broker under the bus. Just ruin um, them. It's um, yeah, it's it, it don't, don't go to jail over that. Um, ah, uh, 
But, you know, they wanted to make it an example out of her. I mean, and, you know, I, I, I'm sure, you know, it worked. But, like, yeah, most people don't know why she went to jail in the first place. Yeah, no, it, it's kind of more just a fun fact, isn't it? Yeah, it really is. It's just like, yeah, she didn't really go to jail for, like, what, why they were investigating her. They were completely wrong like, on that. Like, if you put it on Jeopardy or whatever, and, like, this is the reason Martha Stewart went to jail. Nobody's going to get that. Nobody knows. Yeah. Maybe, like, mm, I don't know, murder, maybe? Well, it, She didn't do that we know of. It's like the McDonald's thing, you know, where, like, they serve the coffee so hot. Everybody gets so mad about that. Like, duh, of course the coffee's hot, right? But, like... No, that... it was... It was... They'd gotten multiple complaints. Multiple... Like, quit serving it so hot. Well, warnings. And then it, they fucking, like, scalded this woman. She had to get skin grafts all over her thighs. Like, that was some nonsense. But go ahead. Right, because at the time they were using those foam, styrofoam uh, coffee cups. And um, the coffee was so hot that it literally melted the styrofoam. That's why they got sued, and that's why they lost, because that's just negligent. That's, that's like, don't you can't consume that coffee, and because it burned through several layers of that woman's skin, right? So it's just like people are like, "Oh, she spilled the coffee. She didn't spill the coffee. the The container that the coffee was in disintegrated because of the extreme heat." So a lot, Damn. you know, it's again thing, things people get completely wrong all the time, um, Damn. and it, it's it's like constant. Like you have to, you know, inform people all the time. Like no, that's not where it really happened. You know, and again, Damn. here's something that we can talk about to avoid talking about this album. Which, again, uh, Rodney at his best. Um, Rodney being Rodney. Um, hmm? I, I will say that, like, I don't think, uh, I don't think we can get another Rodney. Um, and I, I, I think if Rodney's around these days, it doesn't really work as well. And, and, and here's why, um, you know, at some point as a society, we accepted the idea that, you know, if you're in a relationship and it's not working out get divorced it's okay just 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 do it um you know when when rodney was uh, most popular it was the, the prevailing thought was well um you know you tie yourself down with a boat anchor and then you die um and it has to be really bad for you to get divorced um you do you know what i'm saying does that make sense yeah, that makes perfect sense. You know, yeah. You know, h half of his bit is, you know, like about how his wife cheats on him and, and et cetera, et cetera. Um, and so that just doesn't really work out uh, these days. Unless you're into that sort of thing, which, you know, there are people like that. Right, Bubba? Yeah, he's into that. Oh, man. Yeah. Cat is a philanderer. Well, he he doesn't have any balls, so you know. Well, that's a good point. So no consequences. Well, there, um, anyway, there, yeah. 
Yeah, no, Rodney. Um, so I don't meaning to insult a master like Rodney Dangerfield. Sure. Um, listening to this album, I'm going to though. Listening to this album, I think I liked him a lot more as a joke writer than as a joke performer. I I can see that. Sure. There were just a lot of a lot of the one-liners where I was like, ah, it could have delivered that better, bro. Um, and maybe it's just having some like one-line masters in the back of my head, the you know Hedbergs of the world and you know Brennan and whatever. Um, but there is just a certain like, oh, I say the same thing, but 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 but, and like, I don't know. Yeah, there's there's a lot to be said about you know the same kind of setup. Um, these are very short um, quips. No, you gotta get down, Buck. You gotta get down, especially if you're gonna be loud. Um, mm-hmm. Right, but yeah, there's 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 some there's something to be said about that. Um, I think if Rodney were still around today. Um, actually, he wouldn't be around today because he'd be like 100-something. Because um, I think he was 80-something when he died. Um, and that was that in sounds 2004 about right. so 2015. Yeah, I mean, if he, had, if he lasted this long, he, still, he wouldn't be still performing. Oh, four. Yeah. Um, but, like, I don't think he would have released any more albums or anything like that. Or, um, you know, I, I think sure. one of the things I think, you know, like he did Ro- Rover Dangerfield, right? This uh, kids uh, mm-hmm. kids movie, and there's like musical parts in it, and uh, et cetera, et cetera. Um, I think he was just trying to branch out and um, do something different and try to... Um, I think he kind of knew that his um, uh, his his whole act was a little bit hacky. Um, sure. And I, I don't mean that in a disrespectful way, um, because I'm not going to disrespect Rodney Dangerfield. Um, he's just so iconic, and um, I don't know. I just I love him to death, but. At the same time, it's just like it's very much a um, it's 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 a sometimes food, right? Yeah, yeah, definitely. You can't and uh, and I don't. I guess I don't know. Obviously, we're sitting here discussing this, you know, forty-two years after the album came out. I don't know. It could have been a really landmark work and just humor based on self-deprecation. Because uh, I don't know a whole lot of that sort of humor before him. It also might not have been. It might have been like a very mainstream thing, but it, it, it seems... I don't know. Um... And I, I think there is a point to the fact of 
you know, we're just saying like, well, it's Rodney Dangerfield. Um, mm-hmm. Like, if you know what that is, then you know what you're in for, you know? Um, here's the thing. Let's find some mythical person doesn't know who Rodney Dangerfield is. This is going to be a hilarious album. Oh, yeah, definitely. This is like fall out of your chair funny. Uh, I just think that, you know, we're a little, um, you know, you, you and I are, uh, uh, you know, uh, students, I guess, of the of uh, comedy, right? Mm-hmm. And um, mm-hmm. we've, we've seen a lot and we, we try to, um, you know, just get as much as we can, right? Um, and I assume that folks listening to this right now are of the same ilk. Um, so it's very easy for us to be like, oh, it's, it's Rodney. Um, but yeah, we, we, we have to take that step back though and realize that this is, um, it's, a, it's, it's really, it's a master at work, right? Um, it's very easy to look at like a Van Gogh and be like, well, eh, it's just some fruit. I'm sure I'm, eh, I, 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 I don't I think that's I'm, Van Gogh, but I'm, I know I'm taking both sides of the, um, the argument here, right? I'm making both yeah, points, but it's, I mean, I guess both, both sides need to be said, right. Um, yeah. To, to it's sometimes it's, let's talk about craft beer for a second. Like I was, I was really into craft beer very long to, for a very long time. And, at one point, I was going to um, take the classes to become a uh, a judge, so I could go to com- mm-hmm, like mm-hmm, uh, competitions mm-hmm. and and rate rate beers and whatnot. And I got yeah. three or four weeks into st- studying for this, and then I realized that it was really making it hard to enjoy um, drinking beer. Mm. Right, just just for the the joy of um, discovering something new or, um, you know, having, having a few beers with your buddies or whatever. And I decided that, you know, I, I, I don't really want to get this deep into it. Oh, um, uh, sure. Uh, you know, like those guys that are professional tasters who can like, you know, take a finger full of like spices and, put their tongue on it and tell you exactly what's in it mm-hmm. uh, down to like chemical compounds and stuff. I, I don't want to be that guy. Right. And, um, I, I think in some ways I have become that way with comedy. Mm. Um, because I, I don't think that you can perform a lot or write a lot and be involved a lot and not um, you have to be critical of your own work, right? Like, um, yeah, definitely. Like there's some point where you're just like, no, this doesn't work. And a lot of times, you know, you know why it's like, Oh, it doesn't work because it's too wordy or whatever. And then you can whittle it down and make it work. Or sometimes you look at it and go, this doesn't, the whole premise is stupid. Okay, let's just throw it away. Um, and then, you know, there's times where it's just like, 
you look at something and you're like, this doesn't look like it's going to work, but let's give it a shot. And it's amazing. Mm-hmm. Um, so, you know, there's no perfect um, when it comes to comedy. But I, I do think that sometimes that um, because we're we're so deep in the forest that we forget um, you know, the, the trees become unremarkable, you know? Yeah. Well, that makes sense. Yeah. But, yeah. Um, this is Rodney being Rodney. Um, Can I reveal a big scandal about this album? Oh, yeah. Go, go right ahead. I'd, I'd love to hear a scandal. All right. Great. Scandal. <laughs> so a whole lot of this album is about how much his wife cheats on him, right? Right. He, he wasn't married at the time this album came out. <laughs> He'd gotten divorced like a decade earlier and would remarry 13 years later, but yeah. Yeah, that, that's a big secret, folks. Uh, you know, those those comedians that are on, on stage, like, oh, my God. Oh, uh, hey, my wife. You hey, don't have gr- a wife, bro. My girlfriend, blah, blah, blah. Dude's been single for three years. Um, yeah. Yeah, it's it's you know the, the world that comedians build is often just just false, very false. Because here's the thing, you get rid of that girlfriend, you're not going to get rid of like 45 minutes of material. No, no, definitely not. No, you got to milk that. You got to keep that. That's that's. Oh, you have to. You, you, it takes a long time to like get a, a, a set going, like a nice solid set. Um, yeah, you're not going to throw that away. Yeah. Hell no. Also, I do feel like, uh, we have to acknowledge, so Rodney Dangerfield's No Respect as an album came out around the same time as a little, uh, low budget indie film a lot of people haven't heard of called Caddyshack. Yes. That's a good point. Um, I know that you know they they in, invited him to come do the movie, and I know that his part was significantly smaller when they started, as was Bill Murray's part, as was um, mm-hmm. Chevy Chase's part, as was um, Chevy Chase's in this movie. Right? He's one of the golf. Chevy Chase is absolutely in that movie. Okay. Yeah. All right. All of them had smaller parts, um, but due to the uh, the improvisational um, nature of the film, um, their their parts got much bigger. Yeah, they end up being the three that you remember from it. Right. Um, honestly, you know, without Bill Murray, um, Chevy Chase, and um, Rodney, uh, what's the it's not a very good movie. I have no idea what that movie would have been without those performances. Right. Like, is it even memorable without those three? Yeah. I don't know. You, you have Rodney Dangerfield kind of playing like, it's kind of like new money. He's the real estate developer who's right. like just coming into the, to the country club. You got Bill Murray, who's kind of like the, the pothead groundskeeper and, and Chevy's Chevy, whatever. Um, no. But yeah, I have no idea. 
it's it's interesting that you say that all those roles were expanded because I have no idea what the movie would have been without that. Right. I mean, you know, it's the typical like, um, oh, oh, I don't remember the plot. Like, were they going to close the golf course down or something? Or I'm no, I, I, I haven't know. seen it in a while, but like, I have no idea what the plot of that movie was. I, yeah, I don't know what the plot is. I remember at one point they have a con, like a golf contest. Like there's a bet. Um, yeah. Right. And, uh, and you have that scene with Chevy and Murray and which is remarkable because like those two famously hate each other uh, and did well before that movie was made. Right. But um, and, and who's the bad guy? What was his name? Oh um, God, I don't remember. Very great actor. Um, he always played a crank of some sort. Um, very good at that. Uh, Ted, was it Ted Knight? Is that his name? Uh, yeah, it's absolutely Ted Knight. Okay, yeah, that guy's a genius. Um, you know, he just plays that just you know old man that yells at clouds so well. You know, definitely, definitely. Get off my lawn! You know that guy. Um, yeah, so props to Ted Knight, who I, I assume is no longer with us. Uh, I would assume that that's probably a safe bet. Yeah. Because he was an older gentleman in, like, the early 80s. Right, and that was 40. Maybe he wasn't. He he played an older gentleman, but he true, could have been. True, true, there, there are those people that, like, played, like, uh, Wilford Brimley, like, played an oh, old. Oh, hell yeah. He played an old man in the 80s, right? And uh, I think he recently passed away, something like that. Yeah, Um, Wilford Brimley uh, passed away in August of 2020. Right. So, again, he was playing an old man 40 years before he died. Yeah, he was playing an old man in his, like, late 40s, early 50s. Right. Which is odd, because, like, I, I see a lot, like, you know, I see from, like, 40 years ago, people who are my age now just playing like old decrepit people and there's not a lot of makeup involved you know it's just like sometimes i'm just like man what what happened like are are we really eating like so many preservatives that we're just not getting old like what's going on i mean some of it's just people too uh, like one that they'll always bring up is that james avery is younger uh was younger when fresh prince came out than will smith is now uh and will smith so looks way younger than james avery you know 30 years later but yeah yeah and people are people pretty, pretty crazy pretty crazy how that works um Well, I mean, I'm going to recommend people listen to this album if they've never heard it before. Um, Yeah, no, I thoroughly enjoyed it. Um, As I said earlier, like, I think he's a very, very good joke writer. There are times when his rhythms get a little bit um, predictable. But the jokes themselves are very solid. Uh, There's a lot of my wife cheats on me and I hate my life. That right. gets a little bit repetitive, 
but some of the one-liners are very, very good. Right. He talks about the heaviness, the heaviness. Mm-hmm. Um, and if I, I do, I, I, I think Go ahead. That, I think the heaviness was something he was developing, and never really got into like doing like a whole um, album about it. I guess a whole set about it. Sure. Um, but I just. I really wish he had gotten there because it just, I just, every time that gets brought up about like, you know, I get up in the morning and it's like the heaviness, you know, it's like, you know, that's just, it's just so relatable that I, I think that mm-hmm. would have been a great, great uh, bit. But, uh, you know, unfortunately it's only like an occasional thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm sorry. What were you? You were making a point earlier. It wasn't a good point, but um, if you are out there and you're going to listen to this album, I, I would strongly recommend the first track, which on a vinyl LP would have been the first side. Um, towards the end, he does a lot of like audience banter for a long time. That I don't know if I would say it works, but it's there. Yeah. Um, so, as a you know person of my age, right, this album came out like right, right, you know, right after I was born. Mm-hmm. Um, so you remember it clearly. So, of course, I remember one hundred percent. But I, there's just oh, yeah. something of it that like is of my time. You know what I'm saying? Oh sure, sure. And. Um, so I'm thinking about like if uh, somebody who's like you know tw- if you're out there and you're like 18, right? How much of this is like completely brand new to you? Um, like you, you know what I'm saying? Like, um, oh sure. I, I, it's important to go back and listen to it. Um, you know, if you if you want to, you know, study comedy and again i assume that you do because you're here um Mm -hmm. that um it's it's important to you know um to to go take a listen but um that being said yeah it just feels a lot like just a ton of one-liners um oh yeah yeah oh yeah and I, i don't see this something similar working ever again I think it could work, but yeah, it wouldn't be popular. Yeah, I, I, there's, you know, yeah. It's doable. Right. Yeah. So, um, we should probably talk about what we want to do next week. Oh, man, yes! What are we going to do next week? Right, which, you know, may or may What's not... It's going to be? This may or may not make this episode, you know? It might be cut but we'll we'll see maybe something funny will happen Ooh, um, that could be fun uh yeah first off uh we should have a guest if we, yeah i guess we can get one would. and I, I don't want to announce Probably who that would be because like what if we announce that it's going to be somebody and they just can't do it or never respond yeah i mean we don't want to say <laughs> ladies and gentlemen come back next week when our guests will be the one and only 
don't know, Tracy Morgan. Like yeah, I, yeah, Tracy Morgan's never not going to be on this show. Tracy Morgan does not respond to our phone uh, calls. Although, if, you know, Tracy, you're out there. You uh, you listen to the show. Um, drop us a line at thirdonducks at gmail dot com. Tracy's um, a big fan. We will um, we'll we'll work on booking you. We'll, yeah. Your people will talk to our people, and our people was just me and say it better. Me and um, Patrick here. Um, yeah. But you know, Tracy actually has. People. We're good people. Um, so Tracy does have people. I, I'd love to talk to Tracy's people. Um, yeah. Yeah. It'll be fun. Um, you know. Um, but that being said, you know, like uh, we 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 need to start working on getting guests. Um, which will probably be a lot easier once this show starts being aired, uh, which has not happened yet. Um, mm-hmm. But we're recording a fourth episode right now. And mm-hmm. so therefore, first episode should be coming out shortly. Um, I definitely don't want to have recorded five of these without releasing one yet. Um, uh, that makes a lot of sense. So I got, I got a few things to do, a few things to square up. I got a few um, um, social media accounts to snap up, etc. Um, before I, you know, start releasing this. Um, that being said, yeah, we we do need guests. Um, and that being said, um, I think it might be fun to you know when we have guests be like, whoa, well, you know. What what would you pick if you had to pick one album? What would you do? Um, and, and not have that be their episode, but like that could be the next episode. You know what I mean? Um, sure. Very possibly. Um, but I I do also want to get like I want to start getting more obscure at some point. Um, you know I. Like, I don't know, like, definitely want to do, like, a Jackie Mason at some point, right? Oh, sure. Or, like, uh, Jonathan Winters, um, you know, the, these names that, um, you know, if you are 18 and listening, you may not have, uh, you may not be familiar with. Um, but these people are geniuses and um, just wonderful comedians. And, um, again, um you know, there's there's a whole world of comedy out there, and so maybe we'll have a guest that comes on and says, "Hey, have you checked out uh, George McGillicuddy?" And I'm like, "No, no, I've never heard of George McGillicuddy." Ah, oh, McGillicuddy. Yeah, that, that cut up McGillicuddy. Um, ah, yeah, he's a stand-up guy, but yeah, like you know, like maybe there's this whole like bunch of comedians that were just not we're just not familiar with right definitely and i i think that would be magical to discover try to use people you know like in the in the nice way that you use people not in the you know um throw them away like not use them like kleenex but like just um, you know what i'm saying at least i hope you do Um, Mm -hmm. and that we could um you know get into some weird places um, because you know these these third peop 
third parties are not of our mind, you know? Absolutely. Um, but yeah, yes. And uh, so, yeah, next week. Um, like, I kind of wish I, like, we should probably get together and, like, just make a list. Ooh. And then work up, like, yes. some sort of wheel, you know? Wheel of morality. Right. Turn, turn, turn. Ooh. Tell us the lesson that should be learned. Um, you know what I mean? Um, yeah. Yeah. So that sounds fun. But we don't have that for now. Um, mm-hmm. So we're, we're, we're 1980. We did 1980 today. Or ni- it was 81. We did 81. So let's... 80, 81, somewhere in there, yeah. Um, I'm not really sure where to go with this one. Um, I wish I had like a D20 and we can just like roll and like assign things to it. I have a D20 pretty close to me, but yeah, now it. Yeah, we'd, we'd have to spend a lot of time going like, okay, this means this. Yeah. Um, well, who, who haven't we done that's like super important? Ah! Um, uh... And how important are we going to go? Well, I mean, you know, somebody who's important to comedy. Um, I mean, we could do a, like, prior or something like that yeah, if we're, yeah, if we're, we're just going for, like, prior big, Mar- big names. Eddie Murphy or... Eddie Murphy would be up there. Um, at some point, we're going to have to... Yeah, yeah, we, to, we both know the name that we're thinking. Yeah, we're going to have to break the seal on that one. At some point, mm-hmm. I, I kind of want to get into having guests before we do that. Oh, um, definitely. And then we'll have to like go to the guests, like, okay, this is going to be this episode. You okay with being on this episode? Um, yeah. But part of me wants to go a little more obscure too, right? Um, sure. But uh, I also, you know, would like to stay. In the 20th century. Um, hmm. <laughs> you know, it'd be kind of weird. Wait, when you say you want to stay in the 20th century, are you considering the 19th? Oh, no, no, no. I'm just, I, I'm oh, just okay. not considering the 21st. Got it, got it. If, if that makes any sense. Um, I'm thinking, you know, it would be, I'm, I'm scrolling through here. Because um. hmm. Al Franken did a, did an album at one point. Um, although it looks like it might be all like, um, what was that character? Stewart? Yeah, Stewart. Yeah. Looks like it might be all Stewart jokes. But I mean, it's Al Franken. Um, you know, if if those eighteen year olds listening are going like. What the, the the senator that quit, the the quitter senator? It's like, uh, yeah, but uh, before that he was one of the most uh, prolific comedians uh, um, that I can think of. Um, yeah, was on SNL as a writer for years. Um, no yeah. diving in, diving into Al Franken. That uh, makes sense. And then there's a Leslie Nielsen album. Ooh, that could be interesting. Um, I don't even know 
I won't make any of my Leslie Nielsen comments right now, sure, just because sure. we might do an episode on him. Uh, again, I'll save him. Again, there's always Bob Newhart. Uh, yeah. Drew, Drew Carey, Chris Rock. Um, Judy Tenuta. Remember Judy Tenuta? Yeah. Um, yeah, this is why we need like some sort of like um, wheel or mm-hmm. um, some sort of... Uh, way to like um uh, narrow things down because like if we, we set it up like fancy like we could do like uh pick a decade right and then it would pick yeah. a decade and then it would narrow things down based on that um what what chris rock were you thinking about uh, have we done a carlin album we've not done carlin um okay so it's gonna be the fifth episode Can we even call ourselves legit if we got to the fifth episode and didn't do a Carlin? Album? We don't do George Carlin. Yeah, no, I don't think we can. Okay, so uh, let's let's settle on Carlin. Mm-hmm. Um, and I guess let's pick a something that's won uh, a Grammy. How's that? Make it easy. Yeah. Uh, let me Makes a lot of sense. Uh, I don't think he's won anything back in the '60s. I know he was active, but uh, there's seven. 73 FM and AM. Um, let's see what else do we got here. It's looking like all of my favorite albums did not uh, win. There's Jammin' in New York from 94. Um, so I don't, doesn't it's give us any doing... clue on what the yeah. content is. Um, and that's it. Is that it, really? Okay, when he won another in 2001. We probably don't need to care about the Grammys. 2002. Well, I mean, so I'm I'm thinking about like back at seventy three, like okay, FM and AM. I'm not familiar with that album at all. Um, I've let's be honest, probably heard it before. Um, but I'm not. Um, oh wow, um, I'm not super familiar with it. Sure. Um, so it's like it's it's mid George Carlin because um, you can see him on um, if you go back you can see him on like fifties and sixties uh, TV shows totally he's like uh, in a suit uh, he's he's not clean cut he's not yeah he's clean cut he's not the George Carlin we think of however you can tell that's coming. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I don't know if you've ever listened to like really early Carlin when he's on these shows, um, but you can tell that there's a there's a um, really like anti-establishment um, um, yeah. thought process going on there. Um, so this is kind of like a mid Carlin. Um, okay. Where he started to you know wear T-shirts and be himself, um, but maybe he's not so polished to be like um, we're not in the um, um, seven things you can't say on television. I don't believe we're at that point yet. But like, well, let me look. I'm gonna open it up real quick. Um, let's see. There's a, there's ten tracks apparently. Mm-hmm. Um. 
a lot of Quick these. little 50 minute record yeah yeah there's some topics in here that are fairly typical george carlin um but yeah we're not uh i don't think there's anything in here that's like super um iconic but maybe maybe we'll find well, maybe we'll find something well, that could be interesting too so yeah let's just let's just do it and um fm and am and um says it's his third album um okay album incorporates and mocks the clean cut carlin act performed an ed sullivan show that's am side um featuring featuring counterculture material it was becoming known for on its fm side so this is literally right. mid mid carlin right here yeah this is this is the transition this would have been around the time of uh the seven dirty words and all that um yeah i'm thinking that might be the next album um or the one after that yeah maybe because uh, after that's class clown which is the same year um and yeah, the album contains seven words you can never say on television. Yeah. So, um, yeah, this is right before that. So I, I think this is kind of, um, yeah, I think this is a perfect one to do. Oh. Do you, would you like to veto or? <laughs> oh, I'm not vetoing Carlin. No, no, no. It no, feels dangerous. Carlin. No, what? No, you can't veto Carlin, but um, I think it's a it's a good album to uh, start with. They're going FM and AM. Yeah, which you, right. know, you have to explain to the kids what that means. Well, they have cars. With yeah, that, that's and, still a thing. <laughs> yeah, that is still a thing. Okay, well we've we've picked a new album, and that's what we're going to do next week. Um, Perfect. In the meantime, um, well, I mean, while we're here, should we get like a short list of who we would like? I'd like to hear who we, you would like to have as a guest. It doesn't, you know. Oh obviously man! Obviously, we're not going to get anybody famous. It's going to be people we know. Oh, I was going to say George Carlin. I know we passed like fourteen years ago, but like that'd be a big get. Yeah, we'll just that would be a huge get right now. Um, yeah, yeah, I don't know. I I have to get the uh, candles out, um, and and the, the the book, you know, the one with the human skin as the cover. Yeah, H- human leather um, book. As most books should be bound. Yeah, it's got that face on it. You know, mm-hmm. I have to get that out. Um, I don't know, I, I, but. I don't think it's super doable, mainly because I don't know where he's buried. Uh, he may have been cremated. Uh, you know, that um, is economically wise. Yeah, and then you know it's just not as funny through a Ouija board. Yeah, slow. Yeah, it's like slower than you know, um, you know, Telegram. Yep. This has been Third One Ducks, brought to you by Brady Cox and Patrick Kilcoin. Opening music, Ska of the Mountain King by Johnny Boyle, available at Upbeat.io. And that's Upbeat with two Ps.